Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Asputs. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about season four, episode four, called Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, wait, did I add an extra like is on the end of that? Metamorphosis. So we start out with Sam and Ruby. They have a demon stuck in a devil's trap made from chains. The demon's tied to a chair. Sam says, where's Lilith? The demon says, kiss my ass. <laughs> Sam says, I'd watch myself if I were you. <laughs> the demon says, why, huh? Because you're Sam Winchester, Mr. Big Hero. <laughs> and yet here you are, slutting around with some demon, real hero. He's being kind of nefarious. I know, <laughs> I know. I like it that. I mean, he is slutting around. I mean, he really is. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Sammy. <laughs> so Sam says, shut your mouth. The demon says, tell me about all those months without your brother. About all the things you and this demon bitch do in the dark. Tell me, hero. <laughs> Sam's got like a super ugly pissed off expression going on. <laughs> it wasn't cute. Yeah, his mad face is so like smarmy and ugly. Well, it's so funny. His mad face almost to me looks like a two year old just like about to throw a fit. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, like he gets all like his face all scrunched up and his eyebrows go down and he's just like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. You're right. <laughs> yeah, so Sam raises his hand and start, starts exercising the demon with his mind power. The demon slowly barfs up his demon smoke, which pools on the ground and then burns away. Sammy used the force. Yeah, he did. I really just love that effect of how they look like they're throwing it up. Uh-huh. I really yeah. like that. Um, Sam and Ruby kind of smirk at each other, and then we see that Dean watch. Then we see that Dean watched the whole thing go down, and then we get our opening title sequence. Sam checks the meat suit's pulse. Ruby asks, "How'd that feel?" Sam says, "Good. No more headaches." Ruby says, "None. That's good." To the guy who is possessed, Sam says, hey, I got you. It's all right. Sam helps, helps the guy up, and Dean walks into the room. Dean says, so, anything you want to tell me, Sam? He pissed. Yep. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, hold on, okay? Just let me. Dean says, you going to say, let me explain? You're going to explain this? How about this? Why don't you start with who she is, and what the hell is she doing here? Ruby says, it's good to see you again, Dean. Dean says, Ruby? Is that Ruby? Dean smiles and then shoves Ruby up against the wall and tries to stab her. Sam gets in the way and Dean shoves him against the wall. Then Ruby slams Dean against the wall. Sam says, Ruby, stop it. So she stops. There's a bunch of wall slamming. There was a lot of wall slamming. (laughs) Dean says, well, aren't you an obedient little bitch? Sam says, Ruby, he's hurt. Go. He says that about the possessed guy. So Ruby helps the dude up and Dean asks, where the hell do you think you're going? Ruby says, the ER, unless you want to go another round first. So Ruby and the dude leave. Dean walks out of the room, even though Sam keeps saying his name. We cut to Sam reading a book in their motel room. Dean walks in and starts packing. Sam says, Dean, what are you doing? What are you leaving? Dean says, you don't need me. You and Ruby go fight demons. Sam says, hold on, Dean. Come on, man. Then Dean punches him. Sam says, you satisfied? (laughs) Dean punches him again. And Sam says, I guess not. Dean says, do you even know how far off the reservation you've gone? How far from normal? From human? Sam says, I'm just exercising demons. Dean yells, with your mind. What else can you do? Sam says, I can send them back to hell. It only works with demons. That's it. Dean grabs Sam's shirt and says, what else can you do? Sam says, I told you. Dean says, Sam, I have. Nope, that's not what he says. (laughs) Dean says, and I have every reason in the world to believe that. Sam says, look, I should have said something. I'm sorry, Dean. I am. But try to see the other side here. I'm pulling demons out of innocent people. Dean says, use the knife. Sam says, the knife kills the victims. What I do, most of them survive. Look, I saved more people in the last five months than we save in a year. 
Dean says, that what Ruby wants you to think? Kind of like the way she tricked you into using your powers? Slippery slope, brother. Just wait and see, because it's going to get darker and darker, and God knows where it ends. Sam says, I'm not going to let it go too far. Dean turns around and slams the lamp off the side table. He says, it's already gone too far, Sam. If I didn't know you, I would want to hunt you, and so would other hunters. Sam looks like he's going to cry. He always looks like he's going to cry, though. Yeah, he does. You're right. (laughs) He says, you were gone. I was here. I had to keep on fighting without you. And what I'm doing, it works. Dean says, well, tell me, if it's so terrific, then why did you lie about it to me? Why did an angel tell me to stop you? Sam's like, what? Dean says, Cass said that if I didn't stop you, he will. See what that means, Sam. That means that God doesn't want you doing this. So are you just going to stand there and tell me that everything is all good? Sam looks pretty horrified. I think that would horrify me, too, honestly. Oh, crap. Yeah, if an angel wants me to stop doing this, then... I should probably stop. Yeah. 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 Like, um, I made a mistake. He's got a point, though. I mean, he's saving people. Then the demon-killing knife kills the people, too. Yeah. And Dean used to care about that. And are we at the point now where Dean doesn't care about that? I mean, I don't think so, no. I think it's just, he, uh, yeah. I think he's just more of, like, pissed off that Sammy's doing all of this and he didn't know about it, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, then Sam's cell ring rings. It's someone named Travis. Sam says that it's not really a good time to talk, but Travis gives him a head up on a case in Carthage, Missouri. Something to do with a Jack Montgomery. So we cut to Carthage, Missouri. Jack Montgomery and his wife, Michelle, are eating at the dinner table. Okay, his wife. I love her. She's mm-hmm. in the show Warehouse 13, which is such a fun show. You would really, really love it. Crowley's in it. Oh, yeah. Well, not. I mean, Mark Shepard is in it. Yeah. 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 It's a fun show. It's like there's all these, like, magical artifacts in the world, and mm-hmm. these are Secret Service agents that work for the warehouse now that have to collect them and they hmm. like kind of possess people and people do some crazy ass shit yeah and it's it's a super like fun show that's kind of funny yeah lighthearted, kind of like family friendly mm-hmm. good times you would like it hmm. um okay so they're eating at the dinner table and jack is stuffing his face and i honestly cannot deal with the chewing that is oh happening. really <laughs> it was like making me so aggravated yeah it's just like you should I'm just like, oh! Yeah, he is literally <laughs> stuffing his face. Michelle asks, Jack, are you stoned? Jack says, what? I'm good. I'm starving. Is there dessert? She says, it just so happens. So she gets up to fetch it, and he says, hey, babe, are you going to finish your steak? She says, you're kidding, right? You've had two already. Mm-hmm. Jack says, I don't know. I'm just hungry. Michelle says, or you have a tapeworm. <laughs> he says, please, I have never felt better. So we cut to Jack brushing his teeth with his shirt off. His body starts making some bone-cracking sounds, and we see his spine kind of sticking out a few times. And, like, bro, spines don't do that. <laughs> I know. He's, it's like, trying okay. to look at it in the mirror. I bet that feels awful. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Then it stops, and he his back looks normal. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving inside, baby. Sam says, I can't believe it. Mom, a hunter. Dean says, I wouldn't have believed it either if I hadn't seen it myself. That woman could kick some ass. I mean, she almost took me down. Sam says, how'd she look? I mean, was she happy? Dean says, yeah, she was awesome. Funny and smart. So hopeful. Dad, too. Until, of course. Sam sighs, and Dean asks, what? Sam says, nothing. It's just our parents, and now we find out our grandparents, too. Our whole family murdered. And for what? So yellow eyes could get in my nursery and bleed in my mouth? 
<laughs> oh, you heard the train. <laughs> Rochelle has a new apartment, and it is pretty close to the train tracks. <laughs> it's not, like, super close, but you can definitely... It's, like, the train... Holy cow, they're still going, too. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it, but it's not, like, something that's going to keep you awake, you oh, know? right, yeah. So, like, I, I don't even, like, hear it anymore, and it's been, like, less than a week that I've lived here. Right. But <laughs> it's just kind of, like, every once in a while, you're like, oh... Hey, yeah. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> That's okay. I like the sound of trains. Oh, I don't mind Very it. Very used to it. When yeah. I was when uh, up until I was five, we lived really close to the downtown Kent train tracks, and mm-hmm. so you could hear them. So it's like mm-hmm. almost a comforting sound for me. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Anyway, mm-hmm. Dean says, Sam, I never said anything about demon blood. You knew about that? Sam says, Yeah, for about a year. Dean says, A whole year. Sam says, I should have told you. I'm sorry. Dean says, you've been saying that a lot lately, Sam, but whatever. You don't want to tell me? You don't have to. It's fine. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Sam says, Dean, whatever. So we cut to Jack's house. He yells to Michelle, hey, babe, when's dinner? She says, 45 minutes. He opens up the fridge and says, I'm starving. Michelle says, Jack, a delicious, unmicrowaved, non-takeout homemade meal is coming. We see that outside the house, Sam and Dean are spying on Jack. Dean says, are you sure that's him? Juju, chugga 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 chugga. Wow. <laughs> we, oh no. We are sorry. <laughs> also, kind of not. <laughs> uh, not really sorry. <laughs> so uh, Sam says that's the only Jack Montgomery in town. Dean says, and we're looking for. Sam says Travis said to keep an eye out for anything weird. Dean says, all right, yeah, I've seen big weird, little weird weird with crazy on top but this guy i mean come on this guy's boring sam says i don't know dean travis seemed pretty sure inside the house jack is drinking a beer he opens up the fridge and pulls out some leftover chicken and he starts hoovering then he pulls out some uncooked red meat and starts eating like just straight up ground beef oh so gross he looks like he loves it michelle yells jack you better not be in that fridge Outside, Sam and Dean, or sorry, outside, Sam says, I'd say that qualifies as weird. <laughs> we cut to Sam and Dean walking into a motel room. Travis is there drinking a beer. Dean says, Travis, see, Sam, I told you we should have hid the beer. Travis says, smart ass, get over here. And Travis hugs Sam and Dean. To Sam, Travis says, man, you got tall, kid. How long has it been? <laughs> Sam says, it's got to be 10 years at least. Travis says, you still a, what was it, a mathlete? <laughs> Sam says, yes, what? Sammy, no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you little mathlete. Yeah, you know? <laughs> of course. Dean says, sure is. Travis says, been too long, boys. I mean, look at you. Grown men. John would have been damn proud of you. Sticking together like this. Dean says, yeah, we're as thick as thieves. Nothing more important than family. Travis says, sorry I'm late for the dance. Thanks for helping out an old man. I'm a little short-handed, And he holds up his arm, which has a cast on it. He says, so you tracked down Montgomery? Sam says, yeah, we found him at his home. Dean says, he had a hell of a case of the munchies, topped off with a burger he forgot to cook. Travis says, that's him, all right. Boys, you got a rougarou on our hands. Dean says, a rougarou? Is that made up? That <laughs> sounds made up. Travis says, they're mean, nasty little suckers. Rotted teeth, wormy skin, the works. 
Dean says, well, that ain't this guy. I mean, he was wearing a cell phone on his belt. <laughs> That's like one step away from like those hiking sandals and socks. You know, those oh my God, sandals yes. that have like the Velcro straps okay, around like Okay, Eric has those. Oh, there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. It's when you wear them with socks that I there's know. something wrong with it's them. All, it's a thing. Yep. It's like Crocs and socks. Oh, God. You know? <sighs> I saw like fleecy lined crocs okay i once dated a boy who often went out in public in a long black trench coat pajama pants and socks and crocs oh no you dated him i you know what it's not a highlight of my (laughs) dating life okay i regret a lot of things how did you meet this guy i worked with him (laughs) he uh he very definitely had Asperger's. Oh, yeah. And I'm not knocking that. A lot of people have that. But yeah. it, he was... At he, that time, probably, though, nobody knew, you know? Yeah. I don't think he knows. Yeah. 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 Something I learned after discussing our many issues with my cousin who works with people who, who are on the spectrum. Uh-huh. And she was like, that guy has Asperger's. And I was like, holy shit, that explains so much. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I would just like to say that I didn't ever officially date him. <laughs> uh, you don't want to be Crocs girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, not that there's anything wrong with Crocs. I have Crocs. Mm-hmm. I have a pair of Crocs. But when you're wearing pajama pants and socks and, and a Crocs, trench coat and, and sometimes a, trench... a top hat, oh, that's getting fancy. <laughs> <laughs> a with those, too fancy for with my those blonde. fuzzy pajama pants. <laughs> oh no! God! Oh no! Uh, fuzzy. You know what? I was not in the right state of mind. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Okay. <sighs> so. Um, Dean says he was wearing a cell phone on his belt. Travis says he'll turn ugly soon enough. They start out human for all intents and purposes. Sam says, so what? They go through some kind of metamorphosis? Travis says, yep, like a maggot turning into a bullfly. All age, oh, sorry. He says about age 30, they start changing. Bones shift around. Animal instinct kicks in. But most of all, they're hungry. Dean's like, hungry for what? And Travis says, at first for everything, but then for long pig. Dean says, long pig? Sam says, he means human flesh. <laughs> Dean says, and that is my word of the day. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, like it. It's yep. kind of my word of the day, too. Yeah. <laughs> Travis says, hunger grows until they can't fight it, till they got to take themselves a big juicy chomp, and then it happens. They transform completely and fast. One bite is all it takes. Eyes, teeth, skin, all turns. No going back either. They feed once. They're a monster forever. And our man Jack's headed there on a bullet train. Dean says, well, how'd you find this guy if he's a walking, talking human? Does that look right? I think that's what I wrote. That sounds right. Okay. We'll go with it. (laughs) Travis says, let's just say it runs in his family. Killed his daddy back in 78. Son of a bitch managed. Nope. That's not what he says. Son of a bitch mangled eight bodies before I put him down. (laughs) Guy used to be a dentist. Cadillac trophy wife. He managed eight bodies. (laughs) I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) Little did I know, pregnant trophy wife, she put the boy up for adoption. By the time I found out, he was long gone, lost in the system. Sam says, you mean to tell me you couldn't find someone? Travis says, I'm not sure I wanted to. The idea of hunting down some poor kid, I don't think I'd have the heart. No, I wanted to wait, make sure I had the right man. Apparently, I do. While they're having this conversation, we see Michelle making dinner while Jack watches. She cuts her finger open, and Jack is salivating about it. 
He freaks out and runs out of the house. Then he goes to a bar where he stuffs his face with nuts. never pretended to be mature <laughs> we have never once said on this podcast that we are grown-ass adults <laughs> no who could say nuts without giggling oh, we are not adults <laughs> okay uh, all right okay at the other end of the bar a guy is harassing a young pretty woman who is clearly rejecting him jack says hey douchebag she doesn't want to talk to you douchebag says <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Jack walks over and says, I said, she doesn't want to talk to you, you fat, sweaty dick. Now leave her alone. (laughs) Great. Jack says, you know, I really think I do. So douchebag throws a punch, but Jack grabs his hand, and we hear bones crunching. Jack runs out of the bar. We cut to the boys' motel room. (laughs) I'm sorry. cut back to the boys motel room dean says so fire huh travis says it's the only way i found to kill these bastards deep fry them dean says well that's gonna be horrible (laughs) is that that what you did to jack's dad travis says "Uh (laughs) uh-huh i can't talk when you're laughing (laughs) hold on we're just gonna pause this for a second (laughs) okay i think i have it together now yeah, we we're, we're good. I think we're okay. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so Sam walks into the room and says, not wasting any time, are you? Travis says, none to waste. The guy hulks out. We won't be finding buddies? That doesn't look right. 
We won't be finding bodies. <laughs> finding bodies. <laughs> I need to find a buddy. If he hulks out, we're not going to have a buddy in yeah. sight. The guy hulks out. We won't be finding bodies. It just remains. Sam says, what if he doesn't hulk out? I did a little homework. I've been checking out the lore on Rougarous. Travis says, what, my 30 years of experience not good enough for you? Sam says, what? No, I just wanted to be prepared. I mean, not that you didn't. Dean says, Sam loves research. He does. He keeps it under his mattress right next to his KY. It's a sickness. (laughs) 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 Sam says, look, everything you said checked out, of course. But I found a couple of interesting stories about people who have this Rougarou gene or whatever. See, they start to turn, but they never take that final step. See, if they never eat human flesh, they don't fully transform. Dean says, so what? Go vegan, stay human? Sam says, basically, or in this case, eat a lot of raw meat, just not... Dean says, long pig. <laughs> so excited about you. Sam says, right. Travis says, good on you for the due diligence, Sam. But those are fairy tales. Fact is, every Rougarou I ever saw or heard of took that bite. Sam says, okay, well, that doesn't mean that Jack will. Travis says, so what do we do? Sit and hope and wait for a body count? Sam says, no, we talk to him and explain what's happening. That way he can fight it. Travis laughs and says, fight it? Are you kidding me? You ever been really hungry? I mean, haven't eaten in days hungry? Right then, somebody slaps a big juicy sirloin in front of you. You walking away? That's what we are to him now. Meat on legs. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a stand-up guy, but it's pure base instinct. Everything in nature's got to end. You think he can stop himself because he's nice? I'm sorry. That's not what he said. Everything in nature's got to eat. <laughs> you think he can stop himself because he's nice? Sam says, I don't know, but we're not going to kill him unless he does something to get killed for. Sam then leaves the room. Travis says to Dean, what's up with your brother? Dean says, don't get me started. So we cut to Michelle in her nightgown, heating up some water. She turns around and Jack is standing super close behind her, which startles her. She says, God, you scared me. Jack says, sorry, I didn't mean to sneak up on you. How are you feeling? She says, I'm feeling pissed, Jack. I had to drive myself to the hospital last night. I was there until 2 a.m. What happened? Jack says, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I saw your blood and I got all dizzy and I just had to get out. Michelle says, well, you could have called. I left you a dozen messages. Jack says, I know. My phone died. I couldn't find a payphone. I was a mess, but I'm sorry. And I promise it won't ever happen again. Certainly not to a wife as stunning as you. She says, better not. I swear, you know, one little cut. Blood's never bothered you before. Jack says, well, I've changed. They kiss. And she says, this doesn't get you off the hook, you know. No, no. Think diamond. Kobe says. <laughs> they kiss some more, and he lifts her up and sits her on the countertop. He starts kissing her neck, and she says, what's gotten into you? He says, I don't know. She says, hey, Jack, slow down. Hey, I mean it. Stop it. Jack doesn't stop, and she flips out, rightly so. She gets away from him and jumps off the counter and says, you son of a bitch. What the hell is wrong with you? He says, I'm sorry. I don't know. And we cut to Sam and Dean and baby. Dean says, all right, so we're going to go have a little chat with this guy, which, you know, I'm down, but I just want to make sure if push comes to shove, if push comes, (laughs) you're going to shove. I'll say that again. I just want to make sure if push comes, you're going to shove. Sam says, meaning? Dean says, well, odds are we're going to have to burn this guy alive. Sam says, this guy has a name and a wife. Dean says, yeah, who we're probably going to make a widow, okay? I mean, you heard Travis. He's going to turn. They always turn. Sam says, well, maybe he won't. Maybe he can fight it off. Sam says, and maybe he can't. That's all I'm saying. Sam says, all right, we'll just have to see then, okay? Dean says, this is what I mean, Sam. You're sure your emotions aren't getting in the way here? Sam's like, what are you talking about? 
Dean says, you know, nice dude, but he's got something evil inside, something in his blood. Maybe you can relate. Mm-hmm. Sam says, stop the car. It's like, ooh, dude. I know. That's kind of a low blow, though, dude. I don't think so. I think Dean is totally right here. I mean, he's right, but it's kind of like, you know, maybe you can, like, t- you know, because mm-hmm. he's basically like, he's got this terrible thing, and I mean, so do you, so, you know, like. Yeah, like, I get it. I don't know. I get it. But I still think that Dean is right to make that point. Yeah. Yeah. But it's maybe he could have been a little nicer about it. A little bit it. Yeah. different way, maybe. <laughs> um, Sam says, stop the car or I will. So Dean pulls over and they both get out. Sam says, you want to know why I've been lying to you, Dean? Because of crap like this. Dean says, like what? Sam says, the way you talk to me, the way you look at me like I'm a freak. Dean says, I do not. Sam says, you know, or even worse, like I'm an idiot. Like I don't know the difference between right and wrong. Dean says, do you know the difference, Sam? I mean, you're been kind of strolling a dark road lately sam says you have no idea what i'm going through none dean says then enlighten me sam says i've got demon blood in me dean this disease pumping through my veins and i can't ever rip it out or scrub it clean i'm a whole new level of freak i'm just trying to take this this curse and make something good out of it because i have to they're both silent for a minute and dean says let's just go take (laughs) dean says let's just go talk to the guy i mean jack okay so we cut to Jack watering some plants outside. Sam and Dean walk up and introduce themselves. Sam says, we need to talk. Jack says, about what? Sam says, about you, about how you're changing. Jack says, excuse me? Dean says, you're probably feeling your bones move under your skin and your appetite's reaching, you know, hungry, hungry hippo levels. How am I doing so far? Jack says, who the hell are you guys? Dean says, we're people who know a little something about something. Sam says, we're people who can help. Please just hear us out. So we cut to a few minutes later. Jack says, a what? Dean says, a rougarou. Sounds made up. I know. But believe me, it's not. Jack says, all right. I've noticed certain things. I mean, some strange things. But I just, I don't know. I'm sick or something. Sam says, your father was one of these things. Your real father. He passed it on to you. Jack says, no. Are you guys listening to yourselves? You sound like you're... Dean says, let's skip the whole, you guys sound crazy, shall we? You're hungry, Jack. You're only going to get hungrier. Jack says, hungry for... Dean says, long pig, you know, a little man burger helper. Maybe you've crossed your mind already. Jack says, no. Sam says, it doesn't have to be like this, Jack. You can fight it off. Others have. Dean says, we're not going to lie to you, though. It's not going to be easy. You're going to feel like an alcoholic swimming around in whiskey. But I'm telling you, you've got to say no or. Jack says, or. Sam says, you feed once and it's all over. Then we'll have to stop you. Jack says, stop me. My dad, did somebody stop him? Sam says, yes. Jack says, get off my property right now. I see you guys again. I'm calling the cops. Sam says, Jack, your wife, everybody you know, they're in danger. Jack says, now. So Sam and Dean walk away. To Sam, Dean says, good talk. (laughs) Cut to Jack sitting on a bench outside. He listens to a voicemail from his wife. She says, Jack, I don't know where you are, but you're scaring me. Come home. We need to talk, please. Jack looks across the street and sees a girl changing. What does that say? Oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) Jack looks across the street and sees a girl changing right in front of a window. He gets all hungry and heads that way. We see that Sam and Dean are watching him from inside baby. Sam says, damn it, Jack, no. They grab their flamethrowers and follow Jack. Jack is climbing up the fire escape. Then he watches the girl through her curtains. She's in her underwear. She puts a shirt on and then turns off the light. This makes Jack see his own reflection in the window. He says no and turns away. Sam and Dean bust into the girl's apartment. She screams. Dean says, uh, we're here to save you, I guess. She says, I'm calling the police. (laughs) Sam says, we should go. We're here to, oh. Yeah. (laughs) 
So yeah. they run away. We cut to Jack walking into his house. He says, Michelle, I'm home. Hey, babe, are you here? He walks into another room and finds Michelle tied up to a chair and gagged. He goes towards her, but Travis is there, and he chloroforms Jack. When Jack comes to, he's handcuffed to a pillar. Jack says to Travis, okay, we're just going to stay calm. We're going to give this man whatever he wants. Anything. Just take it and go, please. Travis says, I'm sorry about this, Jack. I truly am. It's not the way I wanted it to go. Travis ungags Michelle, and Jack asks, who are you? Travis says, you already met some friends of mine. Two brothers? Jack said, they say that if I... Look, I haven't hurt anybody. Travis says, not yet, but you would have. They always do. I'm doing you a favor, son. Michelle says, Jack, what is he talking about? Travis says, tell her, Jack. Tell her the truth. She deserves to know. Jack says, just let her go. She's not a part of this. Michelle says, a part of what? Travis says, I really do apologize, but she is a part of it. Michelle, tell him what you told me when I got here. Michelle says, I said, don't hurt me because I'm pregnant. Jack says, just hold on a minute. Travis says, now you see the mess we're in? I can't make this mistake all over again. I won't be around in 30 years. This has got to end now. I know you don't believe me, and I'd give everything to not have to do this. Uh, Travis pulls out a gas can. Jack says, you don't have to do this. If you want to kill me, kill me, but not my wife, okay? I'm begging you. Travis says, ain't got no choice. My condolences. Travis starts sprinkling gas on the floor. Then Jack hulks out and breaks the handcuffs. He and Travis fight, and Jack breaks Travis's arm cast. Like, oh, re-breaking an oh, arm yeah. sounds like a terrible idea. It's just, it, like, sounds <clears throat> awful, yeah. Mm-mm. Jack has Travis on the ground, and he takes a bite out of his neck. Travis takes another big bite, and his face starts to go all veiny. He turns around and walks over to his wife. He gets her free, and she says, stay away from me. She runs out the front door, gets in her car, and drives away. Jack turns back to Travis, who is dead on the floor. Outside, Sam and Dean pull up. They see Travis's car, and Dean says, I guess we know where Travis is. Mm. Sam says, that stupid son of a bitch. They walk into the house with their flamethrowers and find a big pool of blood on the floor with drag marks that lead behind a couch. They go over and find Travis, or what they think is Travis. They can't tell because of all the bike marks or all the pieces missing. (laughs) It's a jigsaw puzzle at this point. (laughs) So gross. Sam says, guess you were right about Jack. Then Jack comes and knocks Dean over. Then tackles Sam and starts hitting him with Sam's flamethrower. Sam walks up. uh, Sam wakes up, locked in a closet. He says, Dean? Jack says, Dean can't come to the phone right now. Sam says, Jack, if you heard him, I swear to God. Jack says, calm down. Your brother's alive. But not if you don't calm down. Sam says, all right, Jack, listen. Open the door. We can figure this out, okay? Jack says, well, have ourselves... uh," Jack says, we'll have ourselves a little brainstorming session. I don't think so. After what you did... Sam says, what? What are you talking about? Jack says, you sent your friend here. He tried to burn my wife alive. Sam says, what? Why? Jack says, he didn't say. I guess psychopaths don't have to explain themselves. Outside the closet with Jack, we see that Dean is unconscious. Inside the closet, Sam grabs a wire hanger. Sam says, listen to me. You got to believe me. My brother and I, we never would have hurt her, okay? Jack gets close to Dean's face and sticks his finger in some of Dean's blood. He licks it off. So gross. Jack says, oh, God, I'm so hungry. Sam says, Jack, don't do this. Jack says, I can't ever see my family again. You two, your friend, you made me into this. Sam says, no one's making you kill us. Listen to me. You got this dark pit inside of you. I know. Believe me, I know. But that doesn't mean you have to fall into it. You don't have to be a monster. Jack scoffs and says, have you seen me lately? Sam says, Mm. it doesn't matter what you are. It only matters what you do. It's your choice. Dean starts coming to, and Jack is about to take a chomp on him when Sam busts out of the closet holding a flamethrower. Jack gets up, and Sam torches him. 
We cut to Sam and Dean driving a baby. Dean says, you did the right thing, you know. That guy was a monster. There was no going back. Sam, I want to tell you, I'm sorry. I've been kind of hard on you lately. Sam says, don't worry about it, Dean. Dean says, it's just that your psychic thing, it scares the crap out of me. Sam says, if it's all the same, I'd really rather not talk about it. Dean says, wait a minute, what? You don't want to talk? You? Sam says, there's nothing more to say. I can't keep explaining myself to you. I can't make you understand. Dean says, why don't you try? Sam says, I can't, because this thing, this blood, it's not in you the way it's in me. It's just something i got to deal with. Dean says, not alone. Sam sighs and says, anyway, it doesn't matter. These powers, it's playing with fire. I'm done with them. I'm done with everything. Dean says, really? Well, that's a relief. Thank you. Sam says, don't thank me. I'm not doing it for you or for the angels or for anybody. This is my choice. And credits. (sighs) Okay, I mean, I guess he's making a good choice. He is. You know, so that's a good thing. It's just kind of like, I don't know, the things that... Sometimes the the lengths that they have to go to before they make the good choice (laughs) is frustrating. Right, for sure. you know, whatever. So I also have thoughts. Okay. (laughs) Um, Like, okay... I feel bad for Jack, but I also don't like him at the same time. You know, like, he's kind of, you can tell he's not totally a good guy, because if he was a good guy, he would, like, do the right thing and not wait until it was too late, because he never, like, made the choice to do the right thing. Right, you're right. You know, it was just like, oh, well, they finally offed him, you know, before he could do anything terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, it's like, you feel bad for the situation, but also it's like, hmm could have dealt with that better dude mm-hmm. you know? yeah um <clears throat> also when the boys just like sneak up behind him in his backyard like he looks way too calm yeah you're right it's like can could he like hear them coming and so he was just kind of like whatever like but even then like he probably didn't know his like strength and all that sort of stuff yet so he's yeah. like you would still think that you'd freak out a little yeah, bit you so would he just freak like out. snuck up on you in your backyard <clears throat> yeah but i don't know um, also, the thing that Dean was carrying to, like, torch him with mm-hmm. looks kind of like the oil can from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I thought that, too. <laughs> it was like... I really hmm. did. It's like, oil can. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, it's gas can. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, super screechy when he was burning. It was like the... Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I wrote I, it down. Yeah, I watched this episode. I took these notes a couple weeks ago, so I don't I don't remember the screeching noises. I vaguely remember it. I just kind of remember it because I wrote it down. If I yeah. hadn't have written it down, I would not have remembered. But yeah, so those are my thoughts. Like sketchy burning sounds and yeah, poor decisions. That's really yeah. what it is. What was your favorite moment? Um, oh, when the boys were like, wait, we're here to save you, I guess. Oh, and you the know? girl's, like, like, screaming. Yeah, she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, why are you here? Yeah. But yeah, that that was, I think, my favorite, just because it was kind of like, oh, you idiots. You yeah. Know? Like, come on. But anyways, what was your favorite moment? Um, I think, what did I really, oh, I can hear that train again. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) oh i can't think of a favorite moment from this one i guess when dean learns what long pig means it's pretty funny (laughs) that one was that was a close second yeah Yeah, i I did i did like that one he was like so thrilled with the fact that he learned a new term for something disgusting yeah that's pretty good yeah yeah that was that was a good one 
so our interesting facts from this episode, we've only got two. Yeah, there just wasn't very many. <laughs> um, this is the first time Dean refers to Castiel as Cass. Got it. And I'd just like to say something about the whole Cass debacle, right? Yes. So, like... There's a good chunk of people that think it's spelled C A S S, and then there's another good chunk of people that says that it's spelled C A S, right? Right. So, and they go by like, you know, the whole the subtitles, the subtitles say C A S S. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that think it's C A S because that's what it is now. Originally, when they put his name in the subtitles, it's C A S S, and then it changed oh. to C A S. I didn't know that it changed ever. Yeah. So like, if you watch the later seasons, it's C A S. Okay. So I think that's why a lot of people like, and this is like a heated debate. It really is. Like seriously, I've seen so many online arguments mm-hmm. <laughs> about how to spell. Cass I like C A S better for I, some reason. I like C A S S, but I think that's just because that's what how it was spelled first and so that's what I got well, used to. When you to. spell Castiel there's only one S so I think that's yeah, why well, that's I think it should of, just be C-A-S. Well yeah. yeah and that's what a lot of like people say that's like their argument right is it's like well right. his name does not have two S's in it right yeah. but like there's a lot of names that don't necessarily have the extra letter but when it, you shorten it it adds one yeah. so I mean that's kind of like yeah okay you mm-hmm. know I don't know I think it's C-A-S-S mostly just because that's the way it was spelled first gotcha <laughs> like and that's just what stuck with me and honestly though I don't really care yeah I don't really care either same. yeah it doesn't it doesn't really irk me either way no I so. think like when I write it down I don't even know do I how do I write it down I how write it write C-A-S it? I'm trying to think. I think, but I again, that's down. just less for me to write. You know. Yeah. Where did I? Where is it? Okay. I thought I wrote it down. I like. I literally just looked at it. Oh wait, no. That was you writing it. Then you wrote it with C A S. So I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I'd have to look back on my notes to see like what I wrote on there because I honestly don't remember. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, so. <laughs> Second interesting fact, um, this is the last episode, Kim Manor, whoa, that was... Kim Manners. Well, yeah, no, like, the it was just, like, the word was kind of split, so I was oh, like... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, Kim Manners directed before his passing from lung cancer on January 25th, 2009. Okay, that's sad. So, and I feel like I remember, isn't it in an episode, like, not too far away from here that they, um... They did like a in memory of sort of thing. Yeah, it wasn't day. on this one. So I, no. I don't think we've gotten to it yet. No, I think it was probably like because obviously they filmed them way before they come out. Right, so it was probably right. like the one right before or like the one that they were about to air or whatever, like at the time that he actually passed rather right. than, you know. Yeah. But anyways, um, so our haunting from this well, not our haunting. Our research from this week mm-hmm. is about Rougarous. Um, and this is off of visitcryptoville.com. Um, yep. Um, it says, no matter how you spell it, the Rougarou, um or Loop Guru. Loop Guru. I've Loop heard of Guru? that. Yeah. Okay. Is a werewolf type creature living in the folklore of Cajun French Louisiana. Um, this story was born in France in medieval times when they actually believed in werewolves. Uh, these stories were used to keep children in line and out of the woods. I mean, you know, okay. That works, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do, I guess. <laughs> um, later in the 16th, 16th century version, people viewed the phenomenon of the Rougarou as a genetic disorder rather than something you could catch from something else, or from someone else, or be cursed into by a witch. Mm-hmm. 
According to this genetic version, a person's life would be normal until whatever happened to trigger the condition turned on. The person's body then enlarged and they developed a craving for raw meat. In order to complete the final transformation, the person slash Ruguru had to take a bite of human flesh. Um, as the French set sail and settled Quebec in Canada and later Louisiana in the American South, um, the story came with them and mutated. In modern times, throughout Cajun Louisiana, the beast has developed several consistent characteristics. It's described as standing between seven and eight feet tall, has mm. horribly sharp teeth, and glowing red eyes, which sounds sketchy. Like, tall and sharp teeth is one thing, but, like, glowing red eyeballs, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this kind of, oh, side note. So this kind of reminds me, there was this one year one of my friends had a sleepover for her birthday this was in like elementary school Mm -hmm. and I don't remember whose dad it was but it was like one of their family friends or something like that and he stayed for a while and kind of hung out with us all while you know we were partying it up as you know yeah (laughs) elementary schoolers do right and he stayed until like just before we went to sleep and then left and went home because he wanted to tell us this like ghost story or like scary story or whatever Mm -hmm. And, of course, he, like, made it to, like, her house, kind of. So, mm-hmm. like, her house in the whole back of the house pretty much is just glass. Okay. Like, and so in between the rooms, like, obviously there's, like, you know, walls and whatever. But if you look to the back of the house, whatever wall is there is, like, huge windows. Mm-hmm. And so you can see. And there's not, like, so her house has, you know, her yard. And then it drops off into, like the Green River Valley, and so there's, like, a bunch of trees, and it's just kind of like, eh, you know, like, who knows what's out there. They're like, you probably shouldn't go out there. It's kind of dangerous, you know, like, super steep Mm -hmm. and whatever. You never know what you're going to find out there. It's just like, ooh. Um, And so he, like, told this story about um, how there is this, like, creature, or these creatures or something that were living, like, in the little valley thing or whatever, and that they had, like, glowing red eyes, and that they'd sit there just over the hill and, like, watch the house and, like, that sort of stuff, and we all were just like, Yeah. (laughs) I didn't sleep. Oh, no. At all that night. Like, oh, no. no, no, no. I think I did. Once the sun started to come up, then I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But I mean, to be fair, it was not just me. There was a couple of us that were just like, ah. Yeah. You know, we, we just did, we sat up playing war all night long. Yeah. <laughs> we were, it was her dad, too, that told this story. And so we're both sitting there playing war all night long going, I can't go to sleep. I can't oh, go my to God. Sleep. But yeah. So red eyes. That just reminded me of that. Anyways, back That's to so the creepy. Room. I love it. Yeah. I and it, it was like, I don't even remember all the like details about it but basically he made it sound like it wasn't like he wasn't saying oh they're outside the house but he was like there is this house and he made it sound like all like the same house and he's like mm-hmm. you know and then there was this like area behind the house or whatever and he's like going on and on and obviously trying to freak us out but it freaking yeah. worked that's amazing <laughs> i still remember that to this day and i don't even remember all of it but i just remember like thinking of like these like big creatures with glowing red eyes staring at the house and just waiting for us to go outside, you know, and it's like, oh. That's a good scare. Yeah, it it was a good one. I didn't like it at the time. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, whatever. Um, Okay, Ruguru. (laughs) Um, It says it becomes its animal form on the night of the full moon. It could be anyone, a neighbor, a librarian, or a dentist. I love how they pick, like, (laughs) this is a random, like, you know, pretty low-key, I mean, not low-key, but, like, pretty calm jobs for, you know. Right. Anyways. Um, 
With all the storms and flooding in recent years, it's thought the beast made its way into the city, New Orleans, um, because some city residents claim they have heard terrifying growls at night. Um, cited on the TV show Destination Fear. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this says, according to Professor Barry Jean Ancelet, I don't know if I said that right, but yeah. um, an expert in Cajun folklore at the University of Louisiana Lafayette, um, the legend of the Rougarou is common throughout the area. He reiterated that the story originated in medieval France and that, or and was thought to be a tale told to children to keep them away from the woods. Well, freaking no kidding. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he was describing a Rougarou. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Anyways, um, the story followed the French settlers to Louisiana and was for further buoyed by French Canadians migrating down to New Orleans within the last couple hundred years. Um, Professor Ancelet indicated that the Rougarou is said to prowl the swamps and bayous of Louisiana, as well as the areas around New Orleans itself. He added that it has the body of a man and the head of a wolf slash dog. Um, besides using the tails to keep children in line, it was also used as a way to keep Catholics in line. <laughs> I'm not really sure why. It says there's a story that goes, if you don't observe the, ob- observe the strict rules of Lent for seven years in a row, you'll automatically turn into a Rougarou. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. That's hysterical. That's terrible. Oh, jeez. <sighs> Well, <laughs> it says in one article, Professor Anslet mentioned that sometimes a person became a Rougarou voluntarily, while at other times the person was cursed. Um, another source claims that the eyes must be avoided because if you look into them, the curse is passed on. The curse is passed on to you, and you become a Rougarou. Hmm. Okay. Um, yet another version of the legend states that if the person is under the spell of the Rougarou, wait, no. Yet another version of the legend states that the person is under the spell of a Rougarou for 101 days. If or when the Rougarou draws the blood of its next victim, the curse transfers to that victim and the current person is released from the curse. Huh. So you can, like, stop being one. (laughs) Loophole, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They remained weakened and a bit sickly from the experience and they never speak of it for shame as well as the fear of being killed. Um, still other versions describe the Rougarou as a type of headless horseman resulting from the curse of a witch. In this scenario, only a witch can make a Rougarou by either turning into a wolf herself or cursing others with lycanthropy, uh, where one believes oneself to be a werewolf. Hmm. Um, American screenwriter and filmmaker Glenn Pitra, I don't know. We'll go with it, has another version of how one becomes a Rougarou. Um, in this scenario, a person commits a transgression of some <laughs> transgression <laughs> of some sort, and then they become a Rougarou. He also states, or stated that outcasts in the community are somewhat ex- eccentric people, often became objects of suspicion, the idea that they were probably a Rougarou. <laughs> okay. Or the idea being that they were probably a Rougarou. Um... How do we get all these variations? Variation uh, and even variations. I can't say. I don't even know what's happening. Um, okay. Oral tradition is the answer. <laughs> um, the problem with oral traditions is that they can be altered over time, and they seem to change from region to region. Um, hence, we get 101 versions of the same story, more or less. Um, the same is true when we consider the legends of the Native Americans. Um, so the Native Americans have a legend of the creature called the Wendigo. Um, mm. The story goes that these beasts have, had been human at one time, but they resorted to cannibalism and transformed into a Wendigo, which we, I mean, we kind of did some research on this earlier. Right, in the right. second yeah, episode we went over that. ever. Yeah. Um, I remember that creature because it freaks me the heck out. That's right. Um, <laughs> um, 
a fictionalized version of this story um, asserts that only one has to see a Wendy that one only has to see a Wendigo to turn into one, but the oh. Native Americans maintain that one must resort to cannibalism to turn into a Wendigo. Okay. Um, so over time, the Indian tribes developed their own story of the Rougarou through oral tradition, um, whose characteristics range from the Bigfoot type creature all the way to a full blown Wendigo cannibal. Okay. So it sounds like yeah, the um, the Rougarou is just like a different area's version of the Wendigo. Yeah, that's what it sounds slash like. Slash werewolf. Like, they're all kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, according to an article on Wiki in Unnatural World, it is important to note that Rougarou is not a native... Oh, I'm gonna screw this up. O- Ojibwa? Maybe. Word? I don't know. If I said that wrong... I probably did say that wrong. I don't know. Um, nor is it derived from the languages of neighboring Native American peoples. Um, however, it has a striking similarity to the French word for werewolf, uh, which is loup garou, um, okay. which I probably also didn't say correctly either. Um, <laughs> it's possible the Turtle Mountain Ojibwa or Chippewa in North Dakota picked up the French name for hairy human-like being from the influence of French-Canadian trappers and missionaries with whom they had extensive dealings. Okay. Um, Somehow that term had also been referenced to their neighbor's stories of Bigfoot. Um, Otter. uh, Otter. (laughs) Peter Mathesian. Mm. argues that the Rougarou is a separate legend from the cannibal-like giant Wendigo. Um, while the Wendigo is feared, he notes that the Rougarou is seen as sacred and in tune with Mother Earth, somewhat like Bigfoot legends are today. Hmm. So. Okay. Um, yeah, and there's a ton of... I mean, we could... No, there's, there's just a ton of this, but... Um, if you want to read the whole thing, because there is a lot more, I've only read a couple of sections of this, um, go to visitcryptoville.com. Um, and I think you just like look up a Rougarou, mm-hmm. just search for Rougarou in there and then it'll give you the whole huge long article because it'll take you a while to read through it, but it's all really interesting. So yeah. So it just sounds like it's kind of another variation of a werewolf basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like werewolf, Wendigo, they're yeah. all kind of like same mm-hmm. family, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, the character Jack, like when he transformed, I didn't notice him get any taller. No, but he just like his face got all like veiny and yeah, he almost kind of looked like he kind of, from what I remember, it looked like he kind of like lost his hair rather than grew it. Oh yeah, I don't remember any extra hair. Yeah, but and his face was all like pale and yeah, I can't remember if his eyes were red or not. Yeah, I just can't remember if it was, like, everything kind of started to, like, meld together, and so I just didn't notice if he lost Mm -hmm. or... I mean, he didn't gain any hair, I don't think. No. But, yeah. He did look creepy as fuck, though. Yeah, I I didn't like like it. Yeah, I liked liked how they made him look. Yeah, I definitely didn't like that. Well, what was your Idjid Aspet moment? (laughs) So, today, (laughs) I worked. And I wasn't quite done with my notes, so I brought my, um my notebook to work and I was like okay if I have an opening like I'll finish my notes in that opening mm-hmm. or if you know like I have a little bit of extra time even if it's like five minutes here or there in between uh clients then I can like watch five minutes and you know write a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. like chip away at it that way <laughs> and so I'm like okay I'm doing good and I got like most of the way through 
And then I drove, so I live like 25 miles away from Mm -hmm. work now. So it's not, it's not bad one way, but it's still 50 miles round trip, right? And so I was like, okay. So I get all the way back home and I was like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, and like do my last little chunk of time for notes. And then I'm going to go see Toby and like be back in time for Lynn to get here, right? Yeah. No, I realized it's the second I got out of my car I looked and I go to grab my notebook with my notes in it and I realized I left it at work yeah that sucks (laughs) crap so then I was like well what am I gonna do she's already on her way here more than likely or no you weren't on your way there yet yet, but I was just like I'm not canceling we need to get this done you know like holy cow so I was like I called Lynn and I was like um, so I left my notes at work. I have to turn around and go and get them. So then that I had to do sucks. a 50 mile round trip just to go and get my notebook. And it was just, at least was, it wasn't a weekday and you were in rush hour. You I know? mean, no, it was, there's, I mean, and I don't think there's ever really much traffic here at oh, all okay. because it's not like, I mean, not that I've seen anyway. So That's nice. it really wasn't bad, but I was just like, oh man, I can't believe I did that. And it was like... That was quite the round trip just for a notebook. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that whatever. Really sucks. <laughs> so what was your Idge that moment? Okay, well, this happened to me the other day. Um, it was like afternoon time, and I wasn't wearing any socks or shoes. <laughs> and uh, Killian was playing, and I realized that something there was something between my toes that felt a little bit weird. Ew. You know? So I reached down, and it is chocolate. I had chocolate stuck between my toes. I don't know how long it had been there. I don't know whose chocolate it was. But it was there. I mean, I'm sure some, like, fancy spa does that somewhere <laughs> on purpose. But I mean, point- I, think, I think that Killian had eaten some chocolate, like, earlier in the day. Oh, yeah. Like, easily, like, five hours earlier. Yeah. And it had just been hanging out there. And it had just been stuck between my toes. <laughs> how did it get there? <laughs> So, anyways, I felt like a big, gross, chocolatey idiot. So. <laughs> well, I mean, there could be worse things, I guess. Yeah, it's better than having like unknown brown. At least you knew it was chocolate. Yeah, right? like, yeah. It's it was better than having chocolate. unknown brown substance in between your toes. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I guess it easily could have been poop. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to our <laughs> podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is filled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.